Hey, Brandon. Yep. I got a question for you. All right. Starting How does off it off. feel to be 10 for 10? 10, 10 for PGO 10. Parlay, baby. Feels damn good. God damn, it feels, feels good, eh? Damn good, I must say. Went four for four last week, and in the first round plus, went six for six. We're, we're riding a bit of a high right now. We are, and, and our compromises were beautiful. I was not they confident were. with the Bengals. You were not confident with the 49ers. I will say, I will say, though, I still wholeheartedly believe that the Cowboys win that game if Tony Pollard doesn't shatter his leg. Doesn't matter. Guess who exactly won. doesn't matter. They Fort, 49ers got it done for us yeah. in the end. So, and I think after this weekend, I've been saying it all year, and now I can finally say it, and no one can disagree. Joe Burrow was better than Josh Allen. Yeah. No one can it. even. No one can even make the argument that Josh Allen. He's like people say he's the second best quarterback in the league behind Mahomes. He's not even the the second best um, quarterback in his conference now. You, like, you can't make the argument that Josh Allen is better. You just can't anymore. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. Honestly, that was... Um, that that was his moment to, to really prove it, and he just didn't have a very good game all around. No, he did not at all. And, and I'm hearing, dude, Joey Burrow, is he's the, he's the second coming of Brady. He's just fucking Joey Ice when it comes to those big game situations. Well, and now you're, and, and a lot of people are saying, you know, for years you had, you know, kind of Brady and Manning and whatnot. And now, you know, it's the second coming year. You've now got Mahomes and Burrow who are going to be battling it out, you know, against each other for the next, you know, 10 plus years. I just hope so. Cincinnati doesn't pull a Cincinnati and fuck this all up. Yeah. Yeah. I And I don't, I don't think they will. I think they're, they're very, they're in a good spot, you know. Obviously, you can upgrade the O line a bit, but you know, even with the offensive line with four starters out and four backups in, they played. They played great. Like Burrow didn't have much pressure on him throughout the entire game. No, they played really good. But like, is Cincinnati gonna be a new powerhouse? They, they, they're on. They're right there now. I would say, Ugh. especially if if they knock off the Chiefs now, like. Ooh. And I will say the the massive impressive thing about the Bengals compared to the, the the Chiefs, the the 49ers and the Eagles is the fact that the, the the Bengals are all through their drafting. Yeah. Like they're not going out and grabbing these these big name players in free agency. They're not trading for these, you know, star yeah. players. It's it's through their their drafting and they're developing. Like it's it's their guys from from day 1 that when they brought them in. So that makes it even that much. It makes me want to root for them even more than than I already am. Type of thing. Mm. To be fair, though, I think uh, Mahomes and Kelsey—they were both drafted. Jalen Hurts—he yep. was drafted. But then you've got AJ Brown. No, okay, fair enough. And where's you know, like there's there's not major ones on these other teams, but like the Bengals, when you run through their. You know their offense and all their big dogs. It's it's all guys that they brought in through through drafting them. We love and then the obviously, yeah, the 49ers got got uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, nah, yeah, I guess you're right. Speaking of the 49ers, 
How about Brock Purdy, baby, coming through in the big game? Didn't have a good game. Had it had I knew you were gonna be. I knew right away you were gonna be like you were like he's the man. He he didn't have a very good game, and now it's interesting. He threw for more yards than Prescott. We knew that was gonna happen though, and he threw for more yards on less attempts and less completions. But that's that that's that's not a comparison because Dak. We knew Dak isn't the guy. I don't know. And that's, think... and that's even what I said. I said when I felt originally like the Cowboys were going to like have a realistic chance to win, it was going to be through Tony Pollard and their defense. And their defense and special teams did everything, but, but Prescott just could not get shit done. Like, especially once Pollard went, went down, it was like... And now it brings up the question with the Cowboys is, I think they've you've now finally seen all you're gonna get out of Dak Prescott. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna get much more out of him than than what they were able to get out of him this season. Yeah, but as long as he still sells jersey sales, we know how long the Cowboys stuck on to Tony Romo. Yeah. But then that's then that's the Cowboys' decision to you know, you know, stay stay where they are. They're they're good to make it to the division around, but not much else other than that. And especially when, you know, with time running down, that's back-to-back years where the clock management by the Cowboys has just been awful. It's the Jerry Jones method, baby. It is. And now it's even more interesting because you've got um, Jimmy Garoppolo that could potentially return this weekend. I, I think you got to give it to Brock, man. You got like because he didn't have, like, here's the thing. He didn't have the best game, but he did not have a bad game. Have a bad game, no. No, he, he didn't throw any interceptions. Which against that Cowboys team is impressive. That I will Very give him that. Impressive. Is impressive. And that, that was one of our big questions. He minimized, I, he I minimized think... turnovers. He's that guy. He's that guy, damn it. He's not. Well, see, it's tough because I think if if Garoppolo is healthy enough and good to play, I think you start Purdy. But if one thing starts to go sideways, you got to pull him and put Jimmy in there. Because you know that Garoppolo has what it takes to, to get you to the Super Bowl. He's done it before. He can do it again. Whereas Purdy, it's, it, it's, it's still a question mark. So I think you got to give Purdy the start based on he's got you there. But if he things did. start to go south, you got to put Jimmy in there quick, especially right. against that that Eagles team. I I agree with you, but I because Eagles I, are a step up from from the Cowboys uh, as an all around team. But Brock is that guy. But what if he starts out really bad? Then he won't. You didn't, never know. He, he, he didn't won't. start out hot against the Cowboys. Shut up. He, he didn't have those those turnovers. But, exactly. But if he comes out for two. But if he comes out, well, I will say one of the Prescott interceptions wasn't his fault. That was more on the receiver. I can't remember who the receiver was. But the other one, yeah, it was, was just a poor calculated play by Dak. But I think if Purdy comes out and starts off slow and, you know, fumbles it or throws a pick, I think you got you to gotta get Jimmy in there. I, th- I think you got to because you know that he can get you over that hump and, and back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
especially in a year where this is kind of the 49ers year to win, I would say. I, mm, the Eagles have been looking amazing. They shit stomped the Giants. Yeah. Well, and, and which we knew would happen. I'm just, I'm really excited. Like, honestly, and, and call me a hater for it. Any team other than the Chiefs, I'm okay with them winning. I would rather see the Chiefs than the Eagles win. Why? I don't like the Eagles. Why not? Not a fan of them. Not a fan of their coach. Um, I've just never been a huge fan of, fan of the team in general. Yeah, see, I don't know. They And they it's going to be 50 years from now, and we're still going to hear about that Philly special. And just, it's just going to keep being shoved down our throats. Well, no, we're going to keep fucking hearing about the Philly special unless they win again. That's we're going to hear about it regardless. We're going to hear about it regardless. No, because Jalen Hurts, he'll pull off some whatever, whatever, and then we'll hear about that for 100 years out. But we will never fucking stop hearing about this Philly, Philly, Philly fucking special. If they lose, especially if they I, don't even make I it to the see, Super Bowl, I want to see the Bengals more than anybody. No, if, I, if I think I they, have to rank them. For me, it's definitely going Bengals, 49ers, Eagles, Chiefs. In yeah, order so mine's the same. Just win. mine's just swapping uh, Chiefs and, and Eagles. You're really, you're really pulling for Jackson Mahomes' brother, eh? I, I, you know, I like Mahomes and I like, I like Kelsey. I like Mahomes, but do you think we're, you, when because... you talk about never hearing the end of it, do you think we're going to ever hear the end of it from Brittany and Jackson? I haven't heard anything from him all season long, so. Yeah, because you don't follow him religiously on TikTok like I do. I'm a huge fan. Then you, should, then you should be rooting for him. No, I'm just be on their team. Those TikTok. I just, I just want Jackson Mahomes to literally dance on the memorial of another dead player. Yeah, he, he will at some point. Oh, that's how one will. can only hope. We forgot about that pretty quick, though. Yeah, kind of got swept under the rug real swift. Yeah, because but I think that, but I think because that was kind of the tipping point where Patrick Mahomes told him, like, he's like, dude, you gotta like settle the fuck down. Because it started to get to the point where Mahomes is getting asked about it in interviews and shit, and it's like the brother. Like when you're the best quarterback in the league, you should be talking about your play and your team. You shouldn't have to sit there and try to defend your your brother's you know stupidity on the sidelines. It's like so. I think that was kind of the tipping point. He told them like, and then not even inviting him to his bachelor party. (laughs) He's literally if. Riding coattails was a person. Exactly, yeah. But I, I am a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan. Just not, not a huge Eagles fan. I see. As much and as I, I want to love Kelsey, I want to see though when if the Eagles lose, I want to see all these people still try to say that Jalen Hurts is a top three quarterback in the league. What's your beef? Hurts? Nothing. I just used again. It's it's one of those things where. It's um, it's the same reason I wasn't rooting for the Bills, because a lot of people still like going in the like all season long. It's like, um, the, like the Bills are this this juggernaut type of team. But as soon as the playoffs start, it's now like, like they're the underdog. Like can can they get it done? Can they pull through in big games? Like they're they're still a favorite. They just choke in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's the same as how Leafs in playoff series are listed as a favorite and, and they choke. Like it's, and now people are like, "Oh, like Jalen Hurts is like a big underdog." And plus, like, how he had almost an MVP 
season if it, if it wasn't for uh, Jackson Holmes' brother. Yeah, that is, I will so, say, that is the annoying that's part. Probably the one thing I just hate about sports is literally when a team is so good or a player is so good, but people try to find a way to make them the underdog when it, that argument can't be made. Because it's like, oh, it makes the storyline that much better. It's like, no. Oh, Brandon, you're, you're preaching to the converted because that's what they did against the Patriots. Now I get it's always tough to say the Patriots are the underdog. I get that. But when they played in Super Bowl 52, everyone forgets that the Eagles had by far the number one ranked defense in the entire league. Yeah. And the Patriots were, were not, like they just weren't that team that year. And everyone, yep. and like, and the, all the Eagles players were literally wearing dog masks. We were like, we're the underdogs. It's like, bro, you have the number one defense in the league. How was that underdog? And, and see, the only reason they can do that, the only reason they could say that is because literally we're playing Tom Brady. Exactly. Like, it's the I, same reason when the, the Bucks barely make it into the playoffs and the Cowboys were a, a dominant team all regular season pretty much. But as soon as bus start, Cowboys were all of a sudden an underdog. It's like, no. Like, just because it's Tom Brady in the playoffs doesn't mean the Cowboys are all of a sudden an underdog. I, I would say the 49ers are the true underdog. I would, yeah, I would say you, you would have to call them the underdog out of the teams left. Because Chiefs are, are, you know, have been a juggernaut team for years. Bengals were just in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Eagles were the, the top team in the the NFL this year. So yeah, and yeah, you have, to have their 49. third string quarterback in. Yeah, yeah, but you can't really call it. Like, he's a starter in the league now. You can't really write that narrative anymore. He's a big dick. He's, he's, a, he's a starter at this point. But, yeah, I, I, would, I would rather see the Chiefs get it done, especially because I think... I don't want to say that they're like obviously their window's not closing if you've got, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey, but I don't think you're gonna see them be as dominant in like, you know, two to three years. Because well, I we, don't think they're one of the younger teams in the league. And especially because you don't know how much longer Andy Reid is is gonna be be there. And that's a huge part of that team. Well, and no one ever talks about this. I do believe a big reason for the long term success was and no, he was always still a top paid quarterback in the league but Brady did notoriously take pay cuts to make sure other players were getting paid on the team and to move around cap space he did or didn't did yeah Mahomes what had the half a billion contract yeah like 500 million it's like you can't you can't pay one player that much and then surround him with other all-stars like that was the thing where people always were like oh well Brady always had like these amazing people around him you know Randy Moss, Welker, Edelman, Hernandez. Well, even when you look at, at the, the Packers this year, Aaron Rodgers is going like, I got no help in this. And it's like, well, dude, you're this old. You've already made over $200 million in your career. And now you signed for like 50 instead of taking less to put talent around you, mm-hmm. which I think is part of the reason why Devonta Adams might have had to be traded. Yeah. Because you can't have, like in the NFL nowadays, you can't have like, the highest paid quarterback and the highest paid receiver. No, you just because I mean, can't. if you do, then the rest of your team, like you're not gonna have a defense, you're not gonna have an O line, mm-hmm. like and special think, teams is isn't gonna be where you want it. So yeah, and and it does take that complete like as as good as Mahomes is, and and I'll go out there to say, 
easily the best QB in the league. He yeah. just is. The, like, the way no one can extend a play like him. It's not even fair. Yeah. Um, but I just think to, to, to win Super Bowls at the, at the rate, like if, if we're comparing it to the Patriots, to have 20 years of success, you need to take pay cuts. You just have to. You yeah. have to. Well, even when... Um, There's no way around when, it. When Gronk came out of retirement to join the Bucks, he, he didn't take much money. He took like very little. And was a huge part of the reason why they ended up winning that Super Bowl. Well, and but it's and like because he was he wanted to win. Where he's like, I don't need all this money. He'd rather have a ring at the end of the day. Do you know? But how obviously, much you know, was he makes a lot the on the Patriots? side. But. Oh, for sure. Do you know how much Anamandola got paid for the Patriots? Uh, I actually no, I don't. He was making like one point one million a year. Jeez. He was like he was almost at league minimum for how much he was playing. And for but he just he wanted to he was on the Super Bowl Patriots. And then that's why there was a big thing where like none of the fans were sad when he signed with the Dolphins that time in free agency and left. Yeah. Cause he like he got he signed for eleven million a year and we're kinda like, Yeah, you deserve it. Yeah. We well, got nothing to argue. It's even when you, you can compare it almost to uh the the NHL now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Austin Matthews has, after the season, I believe he's got one or two years left. Yeah. And people are saying, like, you know what? If, if he wants, you know, because I, I think, well, McKinnon is the highest paid. I think he's making $12.6 million per year. And there's people saying, well, if Matthews wants, you know, $14.15 million, you got to give it to him. And it's like, no, you can't. I think if that's how much, you know, I wouldn't even give McDavid that kind of money. Because Matthews is making, I think, 11-something right now. And, and they still can't even get past the first round. And so now you, if you give him more money, you, you can put less of a team around him, and you're going to get worse. Because, mm-hmm. like, and even with, with the Oilers, it, like, you know, if, if I'm McDavid and I truly want to win, like, if you're an NHL player, you're making, you get offered 9 mil, take it and run with it. One hundred percent. If if he if he like McDavid could easily command fifteen million from the Oilers and and he's gonna get it, but then you are gonna have like so little money to put a team around him, and then well, he he'll never win a cup. That's why the Penguins won so many, is because Crosby was making you know a lot at the time, but he signed such a long deal where now he's you know kind of in the middle range of, of top players getting paid. Like he's only making eight point seven. And all the good players around him were making, you know, a, a less than him. And so that's why they could put such a good team around is because you're not giving away all your money to your top player. Well, and I think famously, as I'd like to say, that is the Jerry Jones model, right? You pay four guys a ton of money to keep the superstar names on your team and you don't worry about anyone else. It, it is interesting, though, that you bring that because um, Ezekiel Elliott, said today i think it was today or yesterday he said that he wants to return to the cowboys next year and he's willing to restructure his contract to make a major like to take a major pay cut so he can stay there and they can put a better team all all around together so which i, I, I thought was was pretty interesting i him. think it's great of ezekiel Elliott, but i think jerry jones is just gonna waste that money to bring in another superstar 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like no matter how much of a pay cut he takes, it's not going to go to a few good players. It's all going to be just put into one player. Because that one player will lead the league in jersey sales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't think it's not a sustainable team model. You need to have a well-rounded team. And, and yes, I get that. And because that's the issue. Patrick Mahomes, he will get you to the playoffs every year. He will. He just yeah. will. Put him on any team in the league. He'll get you to the playoffs every year. Yeah. But you need the team to win the Super Bowl. You yeah. need the whole team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I know, I know we're not doing our bet yet this, um, this week, but just interesting to, to talk about and, and to track as we go into the rest of the week. Right now, the spread for the 49ers-Eagles game is set at 2.5 with the Eagles being the favorite. And the yeah, but, Bengals, but people are going to try to push that they're the underdog still. Yeah, but you ready for this? Yeah. Bengals are the favorite over the Chiefs here. Yeah. And and with a large a and large a part of that spread. has to do with, you know, Mahomes messed up his ankle pretty bad. It sounds like he's going to play, but you know he's not he's not going to be 100%. Like he's not going to be able to scramble um you know, the the way that 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 he can. Yeah. And I believe I it was during the the Cowboys game. I think Tony Romo was covering it. I think. Um, and, he, and he made a pretty good point. He said, you know what? It's going to be a different Mahomes come this Sunday. Because in the heat of the moment, you know, when he, when he rolled his ankle or whatever, you've got so much adrenaline. You tape it up, you're good to go. But a day later, your ankle's going to be so swollen, like in so much pain and whatnot. And to, in less than a week to get out there and play, like he's, he's not going to be 100% at all. Yeah, but we also forget the literal pharmacies that are NFL teams. Mm-hmm. But if so you've got a massively swollen ankle, like I don't, regardless of, of what you pump your body, seven things into it. Because remember, also the NFL is not going to drug test Patrick Mahomes. He'll be on every fucking steroid going into this. We all know Manning did HGH to heal his neck. But in a week's time, it's it's tough to. You're you're not gonna get him 100. He's still gonna go out there and you know put up at least you know probably 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns. But you know some of those big plays where you need him to, to roll out and extend the play like he can, it's it's gonna be tough for him. It's gonna be tough. No, you're you're right. It will be it will be tough. I think the biggest storyline of that game though. Is if the Bengals win, Joe Burrow is now four and zero against Patrick Mahomes, which is pretty, pretty damn impressive, I would say. Does Joe Burrow own Kansas City? That's that's going to be the question come come Sunday if he can get it done again. I'll be smoking that fat stogie. And I'm very confident if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I think the Bengals end up winning. Yeah, like, I, I think they go on to win to win the whole thing. No, I, I, I completely agree. I think they have, the, they have the championship pedigree, as they say. I feel like this, this Sunday is like kind of their Super Bowl game. Yeah. Almost. Like I feel like the Chiefs is the hump they got to get over. 
And then I think whether they get the 49ers or Eagles, I just think that Bengals team is is just going to is they're going to find a way to get it to finally get it done. Cuz I don't think the 49ers this year or the Eagles are better than the Rams were last year. I completely agree. Yeah, no, I'm and Bengals yeah. pretty much had that game one if they had an extra half a second at the end of the game there on that last play. Yeah. Don't bring it up, damn it. Don't bring it up. It, it was tough. It's tough. Come on. Um, moving on a little bit from football, just because we're, we're going to cover it more later in the week, more in depth. This, this is just, it's yeah. a fun episode. We're having fun. Also, I got to we got to say before, before we move on, shout out to the Jaguars, though. You know what? The JPEG. It, it ended up, it ended it's tough for real. them, but fuck, what a season for them. And what a showing that is for the next 15 years for that franchise now. If, you know, if like they can stay like, consistent. We yeah. remember but I think when we they, can now say if you've got Trevor Lawrence, he's gonna get you to the playoffs every year. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I think he he is that that guy now. He's that guy. We're saying now that, that he's finally settled in. We're declaring it. He didn't what have he didn't have an outstanding game. Oh, he had a good game. He didn't have an outstanding game against the Chiefs, and he was horrible against the Chargers for the first yeah. half. But again, that that is you know kind of his first taste of the playoffs. So, but also and remember... also when you look at it in their division with the Titans who are falling off, the Colts who have heavily fallen off, and the Texans at the bottom. Like, I think that's going to be the the Jags division to run for the next you know ten to fifteen years. Fair, but you also remember I think it was what 2014, 2015, when the Jags gave um when they had Leonard Fournette, Blake Bortles, and everyone was like, Blake Bortles is that guy. Yeah. And they almost beat the Patriots in the playoffs. Yep. And then two years later they were bottom of the league in drafting Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But we're talking about Saxonville, baby. I don't I'll, I'll say it is because that defense is already looking really good. But the they offense, were, like, they were and when you look at, but when you look at how much how good the team is right now, and how much cap space they have going into this off season, like they could improve their team drastically from what it already is. I just like I just I'm not like saying it's 100, but a losing I, franchise. I think they've got the potential. Like they literally have all the pieces now to finally make themselves a dominant team for the next 10 to 15 years. It's it's yeah, it really just. It's we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens, but I think all the tools are there for it to happen. I would say and it's a better way of saying it. I agree. I just think they also the tools have been there in the past as well. Jacksonville mm-hmm. is just a losing franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and this is their their opportunity to to finally turn that around. I look forward to it. But yeah, moving on, moving on from that. I just wanted to give a shout out to them. No, I hear you. I just um, I'm throwing together a little PGO parlay here. Guess what we have tomorrow? What do we got tomorrow? We have five Canadian teams playing. Four Canadian teams. Really? Five games. Four of them are Canadian teams. We got the Islanders taking on the Senators. Rangers taking on the Leafs. Hurricanes, Stars, not Canadian. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets taking on the Edmonton Oilers, and the Canucks taking on the Kraken. Four Canadian teams. Yeah, that we do. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, so the only underdog here, um, as far as Canadian teams go, is the Canucks against the Kraken. Yeah. The spread right now is set at one and a half. Okay. Do you feel confident doing a PGO parlay with all four teams 
three of them on the money line, and then the no. Canucks taking the one no. and a half points. No. What? No. Why not? Talk to me, B Dog. Talk to me. I'm it's tough because with one and a half, it's like it could be a one goal game, but then there's that empty net factor. Very and true. it's also the Canucks are still trying to figure it out with with a brand new head coach in Rick Tockett. And they're playing currently right now. So it's going to be their second game on back-to-back days. And Seattle is a wagon this year. Yeah. And I'm also not confident in the Senators over the Islanders. Really? The Islanders are, I mean, but they, so it's tough because the Islanders are currently on a five-game losing streak. But they've also now just had three big parts of their roster come off uh, the injured reserve. So now they're they're going to have more of a, a team together than Brandon, what they've had the last bit. Are you trying to tell me you hate Canada? No, not at all. I'm saying Canada's got some pretty pretty shit teams right now. Like I would take Toronto in over the Rangers and Edmonton over Columbus all day. Yeah, but I, I think those are are safe to. to Edmonton's take. like a minus three seventy favorite. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they're, you know, it's McDavid going up against like the worst team in the league. So, okay, would you? Is it worth throwing the Islanders on there? What What if we make the bet the Kraken, the Islanders, the Leafs, the Leafs, the Oilers? The, I would. I would. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, should that be a little fun, little fun, little PGO parlay for tomorrow? I, I think that, yeah, I, I'm okay with that one. All right, I'll throw five beans on that. Especially also because Ottawa got one of their best forwards back in Josh Norris off the IR and then wrenched his shoulder. So now he's out the rest of the year. Like, he, he is done. So that definitely doesn't help them. Okay, should we put together a little PGO parlay here? What do you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. All right, so we got the Seattle Kraken, the New York Islanders, and remember, I'm a diehard day one Kraken fan. Oh, I know you are. Uh, we have the Seattle Kraken, the New York Islanders, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. How do we, how we feel about that, Brandon? I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm more than okay with that. The bet's been placed, baby. That's the PGO parlay for our Tuesday episode. Hell yeah. This has been good. Obviously, things are going to change when the NFL season's over. I think we're going to cover a little more MMA. Um, but I've I've enjoyed these uh, these mid midweek little little episodes. We throw together a little NHL parlay. Yeah. We talk a little shit. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, did you watch any of the the UFC 283? I did on, not on Saturday. Actually. No, unfortunately. So I will say this, and I'm very confident. I th- it's probably going to be the last time we see the UFC in Brazil for quite a while. Okay, what happened? Um, so, just if, on the main card, it started off good for Brazil. Uh, Walker won, Andrade, and then Burns. All three of them won. Nice. Um, two of them, Walker and Burns, winning theirs in the first round. I saw and I, then, I did hear that. So, Marino won uh, two to retain his flyweight championship that came after the at the end of the third round um there was a doctor stoppage because mm. figaro got um hit in the eye people say it was an eye poke it was not an eye poke but his eye was swollen shut to the point where he couldn't see out of it okay. so the doctor the doctor had to 
call it. And so then as Marino's, you know, going to the back, he's walking through the crowd. People are, like, throwing food and drinks on him. So he had to, like, run through there with his team. Because yeah. they were just getting showered in garbage. And then what was the... Who did um, Hill fight again in the main event? For the light heavyweight? What was his name? Oh, Glover Teixeira. Yeah, Teixeira. So Teixeira put on an absolute, like... Like, it, like he obviously didn't win. It was unanimous decision, 50-44 across the board. Oh, wow. But fuck, he put on a performance still hanging in there and, and not giving up. And so obviously Hill wins. And then as Teixeira goes to, you know, announce his retirement in Brazil in front of all these people that look up to him in dorm, so many people there had already left. As soon as the uh, announcement was made that he'll want, people just left. So now he's, Teixeira's wanted to do his retirement in front of, you know, his home country and whatnot, and it's pretty much in almost an empty, empty building. So, don't think that the UFC would, would go back there anytime soon after, after that night. Maybe anytime, maybe not anytime soon, but I think in the next three years, almost definitely. Like, we yeah, yeah, you got to give it some time, though, I would say, yeah. yeah but we also got to remember, the, the UFC was pretty much invented by Brazilians, right? Like, it was invented for the Gracie family. Yeah, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It was it was pretty much invented to showcase Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The original creator, um, I think, well, it wasn't Henzo. It was it was the eldest Gracie. I feel so bad not remembering this. But if you watch UFC one, halfway through the event, they give the 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 eldest Gracie an award, like a lifetime achievement award, mm-hmm. and then, um, Hoist, I think. Um, maybe it was Hens. I don't know. What one of them? What one UFC one? Like it's the sport was built by Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So I think yeah. to like th- that's almost why they go there, and that's why they're able to do a whole Brazilian card, pretty much. As you were making a point of um, last episode, saying that every fight had at least one Brazilian fighter, they're able to do yeah. that because that sport is freaking huge down there. And you, we remember, it, it comes down to. You know, you, no one's gonna want to go there and fight if they like. Hey, I, I, you know, if I win, I'm just getting shit pelted at me from the fans and whatnot. It's gonna be tough to for people to want to go there. I would almost say. True, I think. But I agree. I, I don't think it's soon, but I, I would say, yeah, like two to three years, it, they'll they'll come back mm-hmm. to the idea. I, I think. We also have to remember that has that's happened before where they throw shit down when it's a doctor stoppage. Like I think that happened in UFC Mexico with um Yeah Yeah Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens, I think. Um, I couldn't tell you on that. But it's like unfortunately that shit's happened before. Yeah. But it, to be fair, it, it was a legit doctor stoppage. Like, he, his entire eye was swollen shut. So, you oh, know, sure. you got to put the, the fighters, you know, safety, yep. health and safety into it. But so okay. maybe a part of it is that a lot of people thought it was an eye poke because a lot of people do think there was a potential eye poke. Brandon. Yep. Speaking of fighter safety, have you seen the new Dana White Power Slap show? No, I haven't. Holy shit, man. Someone's going to die. 
What is it exactly? So do you, do you know what slap fighting is? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's essentially it's essentially like Dana White bought his own slap fighting organization, but the rules oh, are like God. a little different. So I think okay. you're allowed to like step into the slap or something, oh. and it is just pure knockouts. But it's like it's gross knockouts, bro. Yeah, that's like it's just oh. it's pure fucking CT. Like people are doing yeah. like the fencing posture where their arms are like going out stiff. Oh, like there's no defense. It is. It is just. Oh, oh bro, it's it's pure carnage. It is. It is simply only for yeah, the knockouts. That's... Yeah. And and I've seen like I've seen some slap fighting in the past. I think it's a little silly, but if I if I got into it, I could see myself betting on it. Although if we're talking fringe sports, I am much more of a fan of card jujitsu. Look it up if you haven't. Yeah. Um or but, the or but, the telephone box. Yeah, even the telephone boxing, you're allowed to defend yourself. This yeah. like look up and then as soon as one guy drops, it's immediately over. Yeah. Like in, in the, the telephone booth boxing, as soon as one guy gets a punch and the other guy drops, like the door opens and it's it's done. No, dude, one of um well and the issue is like usually in the UFC, it's it's the fight and then you know, if there's a huge knockout, the guy gets carried back to the locker room. Like you you don't really hear from him until the next day, thankfully. Yeah. With this power slapping, like you're seeing these fighters regain consciousness, and it is brutal, man. And you take one one wrong hit to the head, like you're you're done. You're done. Like you, you will never be the same. So it's these guys will not be like these guys are waking up and being like, "Has the fight happened yet?" Yeah, like, like they don't even is, know what's going on. Oh, bro, they don't even know where they are, dude. It is just it is ah, oh, it's pure kind. It's and it's getting hate. Like it's not. As a it lot should, of people are coming out saying this is not okay. Because um, you're basically profiting off other people ruining their lives. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the argument. Like, that's at least with boxing, what it is, yeah. At least with boxing, MMA, those sports, there, there, just, there is defense tactics. You, yeah. Like, the first rule of boxing is protect yourself at all times. That's what the ref said. All right, fighters, make sure to protect yourself at all times. Don't hit below the belt. Yada 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 yada. Go fight. Yeah. Um, with with power slap, it's literally hands down. Take the shot like a man, pussy. <laughs> like. Yeah. And they're swinging for the fences on them. Have you Have you seen some of the highlights? So I, well, I I do now know what you're talking about. So I'm assuming it's the video I saw like a couple days ago, where this dude just got smoked. And by the time he regains consciousness, like the entire side of his face is all like swollen and purple. Like, hmm. okay. and that was the first time he, like, one slap did that to him. Yeah, it's it was just... it's just like holy shit. And and that sport has had nothing but bad PR since day one. Yeah, because like it, the original release date had to get moved back because Dana White was slapping his wife. That's probably where he got the idea. Well, that apparently a bunch of people were getting banned. Um, oh no! Apparently, Stevo and Bam Margera are endorsing it. Oh, like Stevo? Yeah, he already has. Okay, I'm 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 sending you from their episode one. They have their top five knockouts. Like it's just, 
It's just all knockouts. It's just and it's 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 different. Like when you watch UFC or boxing, like you can watch two guys who, as we talked about, defend themselves. But you can watch them go the distance in like five rounds or or in boxing like six, seven, even sometimes like ten, and you know go the distance and put on a show. Whereas this, it's maybe on on a insane crazy day, both guys get like two shots in. Mm-hmm. And- like maybe it's usually. The first guy hits, he either wins, or the other guy gets a chance, gets back up to go, and he wins. Like, it's... Yeah. Well, and it's like... It's, it's over and done with it pretty quickly. There's no there's no room for a Floyd Mayweather in this sport. You know what I mean? Like, a defensive yeah. mastermind. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's literally just take that shot. Can you take it? Okay, your turn. Yeah, it's, it's not even about, like, athleticism... Or being strategic, it's literally if you can swing your arm with an open palm and clap someone, that, that's all you need, really. Like, just it doesn't matter how durable you are, how strong your your chin is. Like, if a guy can step forward and hard slap the size these dudes are, that does doesn't matter how much training you put. You could be knocked out any second. Well, and 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 I'm I'm just I pulled up some highlights now. Like you know, it's a bad sport when there's two people's job is to literally stand behind the guy getting slapped so he doesn't fall backwards too fast. Yeah, and they still usually don't catch him in time. Yeah, as you say, the one I saw, the dude like just fell and like just collapsed and whammed his head. And I was What's like, crazy to me I was like, this, holy shit! This is on TBS, bro. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah, it's not good. I, I, I will say. I just, oh man, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't just, know what makes people want to go into to doing that. Yeah, I, I guess if you already have a certain level of brain damage, I don't know what is it. Yeah. At what point do you just go? Well, why not? Well, that's the thing. Now is I would be curious to know how much are they getting paid. Like, how much are they being offered to go and do that to themselves and ruin their lives? Like, how much... So that's the thing. Is how much money does it take for them to be like, yeah, I want to fuck up my life? Essentially. Well, and, and, if, and we remember how little Dana White pays. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is very true. Bro, I'm, okay, I'm, watch, I'm, I'm watching... So part of the slap thing is the... Fighter, the guy getting slapped literally has to hold his hands behind his back. Yeah, yeah, like, like you're forced there, like to hold you on. You cannot, to. you yeah, like you can't protect yourself. Oh my god, it's just, and I feel like it, it's such a a shit league and whatnot, just a shit sport. Where if you let go of the thing and go to protect yourself, you you probably get DQ'd. Yeah, well, you it's would. probably like you you go to protect yourself, you're done. You automatically lose. It's like, oh. oh, if you were in it, if you were partaking it, would you keep your eyes open or closed during it? Would you oh, want to know when that impact is coming, or do you just want to close your eyes and just be like, whenever it happens, it happens? I, I open because I think it, it helps yeah. your chances by like point one of not getting knocked out. Because it's the shots that you don't see that will really... Because you'll, you'll have time to at least kind of brace your neck. See, at least and that's my bit. thing. is like, you can brace for it. But how can you willingly stand there with your eyes open and see it coming 
and not go to protect yourself. Here's the thing, though. How it's do you just fine fucking if you see take it, coming, it? You won't remember it after the fact. Yeah, you know that that is true. You don't. You won't remember anything after it. You're gonna see in a couple years. So many of these guys like have massive brain damage, and like, like bad shit is gonna come out of this in a couple years. Oh, horrible! I'm I'm waiting for Francis and Ganu to join it. Oh fuck! I don't think he wants to do business with Dana White anymore. Yeah, that's apparent. Um. Yeah. 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 It, it, I'm um, bummed he's out. Where Where do you think we see him next? He released a um, and that's the thing is yeah. Where Where he does he? Video talking about it. I admittedly I didn't watch. I'm watching it tomorrow. But um. Um. Apparently, apparently, yeah, so know. he did release a video speaking kind of on the whole situation. Oh, oh, did he? Yeah. Again, I haven't I haven't seen it full and full yet, but. Apparently. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you, but so we we do now know that the UFC does have uh, two pay per views in March. Yes, they have eighty, uh, two eighty five and two eighty six, which so two eighty six will feature the main event will be um, Usman and Edwards again, yep. and then I believe that's the f- card that Justin Gaethje is also fighting on. Um. But there's rumors that 285 might be an absolute, like, must-see. Because it's, it's got... Um, uh, John Jones is, is doing the, is the main, main event for the heavyweight. It's yeah, also going to have... Um, Shevchenko is already confirmed. Ooh, and in the main card, they might also have Nunes in there. Yo, what? Nunez, Shevchenko, and oh. Jones. Like... Bo Nickel might be fighting. Bo Nickel might be fighting in that fight. Yeah? I think that would be his UFC debut. Yeah. Oh, yo, okay, that's a must watch. Okay, so Bo Nickel was like the top of the top NCAA wrestler forever. And trained, like he was pretty much purchased by American Top Team to be their wrestling guy. Like he trained Masvidal, Poirier, like he was the guy. Brought into American Top Team to train. Oh the yeah, UFC I see him here now. Yeah, to wrestle. Yo, okay, that is an unreal card. Also, so I would imagine Kibas is on that fight. Yep, we we love her. I so think she's great. What a, I'll, I'll say this then. The weights look right now. I think regardless of Nunez fight, but it sounds like that's pretty much a shoe in to happen. No, it, we currently gotta... it's not on the website. Currently it's not no. on the UFC website. No, but it, it sounds like that that's gonna be the, the pay-per-view that they put in. Like they want those three fights all in the, the same thing. I think we we, we gotta do a, a PGO live live show for that. For sure. Cody. Like, we gotta get together and do it like that. Card. Yeah, like that's gonna Moving be back huge. Back up to bantamweight, Julian Marquez. He's fighting on it. He's a big uh, Chiefs fan. He's gonna be. He's gonna be sad after Sunday. Yep, Derek Brunson's fighting on that fight. He still has the dyed hair, according to his uh, picture. Jeff Neal. 
Oh, dude, I cannot wait for that bow nickel fight. That is going to be so good. That's going to be very good, yeah. What was yeah, the I've got, other... I've got some big stuff coming up in the UFC in the next next two months here, though. Yo, hold up. What? Lay it on me. What happened? I didn't know, I didn't know Gaethje was fighting Fazeev. Oh, is that is that who he's fighting? I, I didn't pull up, but I knew he was on that card. Dude, that is going to be the craziest fucking fight ever. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev. So for those who don't know who Fazeev is, he's literally a coach at, or was a coach at Tiger Muay Thai, the top Muay Thai camp in the world in Thailand. So that's where Shevchenko trains. That's where everyone, and he was a coach there, bro. This guy has the craziest kicks, the craziest head movements, the craziest combos. Like, he just puts people away against one of the most violent fighters in the UFC, Justin Gaethje. Dude. That's going to be very good. That's going to be very good. And Marvin Vittori's on that card. Oh, bro. Okay, yeah. yeah we're, that's um, big stuff to look forward dude, to. March is March is going to be huge. I'm... See, and this is what I'm happy about. I, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely always a bit of fear when, you know, UFC or, I mean, the NFL is coming to a close, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, like, what's going to be happening? What's going to be happening? Um, February 18th, unfortunately, I'm out of town doing a show, but that's a really good fight night if we want to maybe do a Sunday episode after. Marlon Vera, Vera and Cody Sanhagen are headlining that one. Yep, yeah, on the, the 18th. Are you ready for the February 11th fight, though, bro? Oh, I'm so ready for that one. We'll, we'll, just, do, we'll just do some early shit talk and kind of... Before, before we get into it, do we have anything else for this episode? I'm, I'm cool to kind of end it on a little bit of quick UFC talk. Um, really, the only other thing kind of major is... is I, I, kinda, I texted you about it um, the other night, but uh, Goudreau made his return to to playing calgary um as a member of the columbus blue jackets yes holy fuck did they let him have it they did but they oh. booed him but then but then he got they, a standing they, ovation yeah. when they did the video tribute yeah which which is good on flame fans but like i have never even watching even going back to um john Tavares, his first game back on on long island like the fans let him have like the chance, like they they wanted to to make him feel miserable, and I think they did a good job. But I have never heard booing that loud in a hockey game. Like when, as soon as he touched the puck, like in the first like ten seconds, the boos. I I couldn't even hear the announcers through the TV. Like it was, and then of course you know as as. Fate has it happen. He gets a penalty shot, and he and he yarded it like five feet wide. Okay, I, I okay, I I saw that replay. It wasn't five feet. It was a little wide. I'll give you that. No, when you when you see the one coming from it, not not like kind of the the higher over, but like the one where you're like behind him, so you can like see his back. It it goes pretty pretty far wide. Okay. It it was. But again, I think most of that comes down to the fans were, were in his head more than, than he was willing to admit uh, during the first intermission. Like they, they, were, they were living rent-free in his head for, for the good 
majority of the game. But I, I think he did end up putting up two assists um, in the game. One of them was an, an amazing pass to Patrick Laine. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard booze like that. It was, it was honestly, it was really, I'd love to see it, honestly. But the standing ovation was, was very classy to do because he does deserve that given how much of his time and effort and whatnot he, he put into, into that Flames team for many years. 100%. A video also came out. Um, a video came out for, uh, what's it called? Um, of the Columbus practice where all the players apparently were booing Goudreau every time he got the puck to get him ready for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, that's good stuff. That That's good team bonding there. Yeah, I guess every time he, he got it, all the players would say, oh, boo, 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 just to, to get that's him ready good. for it. That's good. I like that. Um, but yeah, other than that, really, yeah, no, we can just kind of do some, some UFC shit talking to, to, to wrap up here. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I don't have much to say. I just want a quick hit off the... I just were, were, give, give me the hot take, and then we'll end the episode. Because I already checked AB's Twitter and we got no clown news on him. Nothing. Um, Volkanovsky Makachev. Makachev. I'm trying. I'm trying uh, to pronounce it politely, but I. Yeah, Makachev. Makachev. Like every, everyone calls him Makachev, but like I've then heard like the announcers be like Islam. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Every time I hear it, it's, it people are pronouncing it differently. So I'm like, I don't know what the correct. I think it's Makachev. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Anyways, uh, who do you got? Him or Volk? You know I'm a huge Volk fan. I'm a huge Volk fan now that Max Holloway's out of the picture. I love Volk. I always loved him. I just I was a huge Holloway fan. I still am. I love Max. He's the Blust Express, baby. How can you not love him? I want I want obviously I want Volkanovsky, but I don't I don't know if he if he's gonna win this one. I I am right there with you. My, my like I just heart I says don't Volk, my brain says Islam. And especially with how quick Islam, you know, just dominated um Oliveira as well. Like I will also say it is for the lightweight championship, so it is for Bakashev's title as well. Yeah. So he's putting his title on the line. He's putting his title. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be tough. Yeah, or is it ever? I, I think I think it's like... Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I, I think so he's, just, he's, he's outmatched in it. I, yeah, I, I I'm obviously going to be rooting see... for him, but yeah, of course I'm rooting for him, and I'll, and I'll probably put money on it. I just, I just don't see how you can. I don't know. I, I just don't see how you can bet against Islam Mahachev. I just think he's exactly. that good. Yeah. I just think he's so, and he's and he's arguably has one of the best coaches in the entire UFC. Yeah, with Khabib, I just, yeah. And that and that that does play a big factor in it as well. It has to. Because like Khabib, Khabib gets the best out of the guys that that he's helping. One hundred percent. 
I will um, say though, it, it's gonna be a banger of a fight though. Like it, oh. it's gonna be insane. Absolutely. I, I yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be uh, an early fight of the year because I think Volk also has the durability. I do think he has the strength. And I think what people don't or at least underestimate him about him is he has like it sounds weird, but he has the density. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's dense. He used to people forget he used to weigh like two hundred pounds. He used to fight at like welterweight and he's a small guy. He is dense. He has dense muscle fiber. Yeah. And so I think he he does he does hold it in that ability where he will maybe fare a little better than a lankier opponent on the ground like a Charles Oliveira when it comes to takedown and takedown defense. Yeah. 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 I I am one thing I am really excited for is I'm I'm very excited to see when they decide to announce um, Sterling's next fight. Yeah. Because he defended well, he's, he's out it. with an injury right now, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah, I think it was like a bicep surgery or something. Yeah. But I'm very excited because I'm, I'm curious to see who they, you know, when, when he's got to, you know, defend the title again, who, who goes up against him. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I, I think personally, that, that I is think, always in the future. Do you think O'Malley gets it? And that's the thing. It's like, I want him to, but I don't know if, if Dana White's going to give it to him yet. But I think you almost have to, right? You know, the, only, the only other one I would say is you... Yeah, maybe, maybe. If he's going to be out for a while. Um... You do you do Cheeto Vera versus O'Malley for the interim. Yeah, because that would be that would be a rematch. I also, be a I also wouldn't be shocked if if they decide to do O'Malley versus Yawn again. Yeah, I I do Just on think the fact of how it's it's like Yawn was clearly robbed, which I do think he was. Like I, I think he deserved to win that fight, but obviously they gave it to O'Malley. So I wouldn't be shocked if they go down the road of uh, a rematch between them two. True, although Jan is but... fighting in March on a fight night. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. and that, that, that kind of squashes it there then. And, he's, and it's tough because he's fighting... What? I gotta look at the rankings here for the Bantamweight. Oh, so Sean, so Sean O'Malley is the number one ranked. Okay, so this is interesting. So Peter Yan and Marab Devashilvili are number two and three, respectively. They're fighting March 11th. Marlon Vera and Corey Sanhagen are four and five, respectively. They're fighting February 11th. Oh. So you, you can make an argument that the winner of those two fights fight for an interim. You can make an argument that one of them fights O'Malley for an interim. I was gonna say, like, you've got to have O'Malley in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I and I think I think him versus Vera would be a huge fight because of how it went last time and how kind of you know O'Malley never never accepted defeat for that. Yeah. Is that the one where he he uh hurt got hurt? Yeah, twisted his yeah. foot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then I think you got to run it back with those two almost then. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so Malice got, got the loss there, but it's like he never really had the chance to get the win in that fight, pretty much. Well, now you're pretty, talking? Yeah. Yeah, but... I think he hung on and ended up losing that in a decision. Oh, no, no, no. He got TKO'd. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. What was, what was his... He had a decision loss as well, didn't he? Because sh- it's shown for me that his record is 15-1. and one. Yeah, that one was the TKO. I could have swore he lost one in a decision. No, no, no. No, no, no. O'Malley, or um, Marlon Vera elbowed him right in the head when he was on the ground oh, when the fight got called, remember? Because yeah. he tripped back, he fell backwards, and then Vera just got on top of him and cranked him in the head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I, I'm st- I'm still saying run it back. I'm not. That's not me saying don't. Yeah, I think I think that's a great fight to do, and I think that would be an exciting fight to do for the interim. Um, but you you need to make sure Vera wins that fight against Sanhagen, which I think he has the ability to. Oh yeah, because the other one. Yeah, no mind. Sorry, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of that eye poke one. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of, and that was the one that ended up being the no contest. Yeah, yeah, yes. All right. Um, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up the UFC. That that, that kind of brings us to the end. You know, we, it's just a it's a fun midweek. It's a fun episode. Chill out, folks at home. Yeah, yeah, we're just kind of having a good time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think later on the week we'll kind of discuss more about the, the upcoming uh, football games we got. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brandon. Yep. That's me, Mr. Fun. Guess what I did before uh, this episode? What did you do? I placed an order. Guess what I ordered? Ooh, what'd you get? Another I... AB bobblehead? Oh, I wish. Jersey? I would say, though, I got something better than an AB Ooh, bobblehead. And we know that's our phrase. than an AB bobblehead. All right. I'm listening. Well, uh, coming to me, and and we're looking forward to bringing you the review soon. I got me some Dubby Energy gear, baby. Hell yeah. So I've I've picked myself up two flavors I'm excited to try. Um, The number one flavor I really can't wait, and it's one of their new ones. It's their new line, and it is they are waging war, my friend. Dubby Energy, if you don't know, has recently partnered with us here at PGO. Um, to bring you an amazing product, something we're really excited to uh, to share with you guys, review and um, and talk about uh, their their kind of message, their story. They are wanting to create a clean, jitter-free energy formula that helps improve focus, no jitters. And one of their big ones, their kind of new line, is they are waging war on big energy yeah they are waging war so their new flavor that's come out now it's finally here and i picked it up it's uh it's a raspberry i believe but it is also called a big energy tears yeah it's like a blue raspberry but it's the flavor is called big energy tears because they are declaring war on big energy because they are tired of their energy drinks loaded with jitters Malodextrin fillers, artificial colors, dyes, sugars, and other BS. The W Energy Man, they are they they stand for you guys. They stand to bring you good, 
Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on the words. It's generalist energy blend. It is comes from it contains um, an extract from the Arabica coffee bean fruit, um, which helps in uh, focus. Does it doesn't get you all shaky? Doesn't get you all bugged out? But I know what you're saying. Hey, I'm uh, I'm a little caffeine sensitive. I don't know if I'm a big caffeine guy. Well, that's why I also ordered myself their Monkey Madness. Hydro hydration. That's their uh, strawberry banana flavor. Personally, one of my favorite com- flavor combos. If I hear strawberry and banana in the same sentence, I get excited. Yeah. So I've got myself yep. two of those. I disagree with you there. Yeah. And I got myself some other stuff too. I got myself some stickers, a shaker. They're awesome, Dubby. Uh, they're a green shaker. If you're wondering what color I got, but you'll see that all soon on the PGO Instagram. But if you want to follow along, here's some things you can do. If you go to any of our social medias, hop on those links. And you can go to, um, if you click our link tree, you click our link for W Energy, because that way they know we sent you. And if you put in code PGO, three simple letters, folks, PGO at checkout, you get yourself 10% off. You can also help wage war on big energy, baby. Oh. I agree. Because honestly, um, I used to uh, I used to be an avid energy drink drinker. Um, I've worked a plethora yeah. of labor jobs, construction, outdoor labor. Um, waking up at four in the morning, three in the morning, six in the morning, five in the getting up early and having to work throughout the whole day. I have been someone that pounded back multiple different energy drinks we won't we won't put anyone specifically on blast but big energy nonetheless i used to pound those back by the end of the day man i would feel horrible i would be crashing i would be jittery i'd be shaky anxious all of that stuff well w energy is the energy formula for you and i am so excited to be trying their brand new flavor big energy tears so i will be keeping you guys up to date uh myself yeah, well, I, I think you're going to be coming down uh, in studio and we're going to do a little live taste test or yeah. something. I got, I can't remember. I've got an order on the way. I can't remember. I, I was trying to find it. I, my brain's just all over the place. If I had Dubby, maybe it wouldn't. Um, right. But I know I, I ordered something. I just can't remember which one I got. Well, I'm, honestly, I'm excited to try I'm gonna all I'm going to be kind of surprised when, when, it, uh, when it shows up. I'll be like, oh, shit, yeah. This, this is the one I got, so... Kind of like a little, little Christmas morning for me. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Up. I had to use some restraint. I was on that website. I wanted to order one of every flavor. They honestly all look delicious. I had to uh, I had to use a little restraint. Um, and we're only sticking with two flavors for now. But hopefully over time, we're going to be bringing you all the flavors. Because I, like I said, I was on that website being like, I don't know which one to pick from. But Big Energy Tears kind of hit me, hit me in the heart. Because I used to be a big energy slave i used to be a slave to big energy and uh and i'm saying no more so be sure to hop on our links um so they know we sent you p code pgo at checkout will get you 10 percent off at checkout um or for your overall order and you can find those links on our social medias that you Brandon, can what are our social medias i'll put you on the spot oh fuck i prepared for this so you can find us on Twitter at PG Overtime, on Instagram at PGO Show. I believe TikTok is also PGO Show, if I'm correct. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, it is. And you can find us on YouTube at Post Game Overtime. Post Game is one word. I remember that part. Um, you go to any any one of our any one of our profiles. We got a link tree there. It can take you to everything. It can take you to W's uh, website, so you can join us on this incredible journey. And we hope to see you there, folks. Thanks so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you again for our next episode where we give our conference. What is it? What is it? A conference round? Yeah, conference championship games. The conference championship preview. And we we'll go twelve for twelve. I think we can. I think we can in our and then, game, and I think we will. And then we're going for 13 for 13 after that. The, honestly, man, I can't if wait. We had, I wish I can't we had wait. found. I wish we had found a way to like parlay. Like if we had just for fun done a bracket. Oh, yeah. Like w- the the odds would have been huge if you if you nail a bracket. Yeah, fuck. We're on fire right now. We hope it continues. <sighs> And I think that should just tell all the folks at home, the PGO team, baby, we're on our game. We're all about helping you guys out as well. You're riding with us. Hey, you went, you, for all those who rode with us on those two parlays, you've won enough to buy yourself some Dubby products. Yes, you have. All right. On that note, we'll see you soon, folks. Thank you so much.